Good evening and welcome to Linking the Wealth. I'm your host, Akindale Akinyemi. I'm the president and CEO of the Global African Business Association. And tonight we're going to have a conversation about the executive order of Donald J. Trump. So recently, President Trump signed an executive order banning immigrants who want to come to the U.S. on a H-1B, a J-1, or L-1 visa. Now, I have a problem with that. You see, here in the Global African Business Association, we really pay close attention to these business visas because we want immigrants to come to the United States to do business within our local urban communities. I mean, think about it. If you, if I wanted to set up an L1 visa, excuse me, let me back up. Before I even talk about an L1 visa, let's talk about the negative impact of this, these continued um, bans on immigrants coming to the U.S. Well, when you look at it, immigrants who are trying to get here on an H-1B or a J-1 or L-1 visa, these people are high, have a high skill set. These people are engineers, they're computer technicians, uh, they're into cybersecurity, they work for a Fortune 500 company like General Motors or Ford or Chrysler. And for the Trump administration to decide at this crucial juncture where America is going through a crisis in terms of an economic recession due to the coronavirus, which this administration has not done a good job of containing the coronavirus, not following medical advice, not following the medical experts, but instead doing its own thing. Now we're sitting here with over 30 million Americans out of work. The idea from Stephen Miller, who's one of the White House uh, advisors, who is one of the architects of this executive order under President Trump, was if we block these immigrants coming in from other countries with these visas to take these jobs, then that will free up 525,000 American jobs and that Americans can apply for. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is a fallacy. That is an absolute myth. It doesn't work like that. You see, I work in the field of education and I wanna let you know that students who come to my office they're not coming in, especially American students, whether they're black or white, they're not coming in looking for uh, a career field in cybersecurity or data analytics or artificial intelligence or cloud computing. Um, they're not coming in looking for computer information systems, Linux, none of these, none of these programs they're not paying attention to. What most black folks, and many white folks, what they normally do is go into entrepreneurial fields, business administration, business management, uh, mental health, social work, things of that nature that are non-STEM related. So that's why a lot of these companies have to look outside the United States to try to court these people into uh, the United States to work for their companies. Now, it's unrealistic to think that we stop immigrants from coming to this country um, that things are going to change for Americans. Bad advice, bad idea, bad strategy. 
So the H-1B visas are is a highly skilled worker visa. The L-1 visa is an intercompany visa. This is how a L-1 visa works. Let's say for instance, I set up a company here in the United States and I decide to set up a company in Sierra Leone. And this company is dealing with engineering. And we are engineers um, that deals with cybersecurity and artificial intelligence engineering. I may need to get a couple of managers to come to my company here in the United States for about six months to a year. Well, I'm not gonna file for a B-1 visa because, uh, because a B-1 visa uh, is a tourist visa. I'm not gonna do, uh, uh, excuse me, not a tourist, I'm sorry. A, a B-1 visa is a business visa. A B-2 visa is a visiting visa. I'm not gonna file for a B-1, B-2 visa for a worker. Besides, they can't work on a B-1, B-2 visa anyway here in the U.S. I'm going to file for an L-1 visa because that those comp, those people who work in Sierra Leone, who work for my company, are going to transfer here to the United States to work on an L-1 visa. There's an L-1A visa and an L-1, um, I think an L-1A is the managerial visa. And I think an L-1B or L-1C is a worker visa. So Donald Trump decided to eliminate those visas uh, through an executive order up until the end of the year. And I can tell folks right now that this is all rehearsal to continue this practice of keeping immigrants out in the United States. Now, I have a, I have a stark philosophy about courting black immigrants on these types of visas into the U.S. A J-1 visa is used for research and development and scientific research. So he had, so what Trump did, he, he will allow those visas to continue on that end. But there are other things like exchange students and things like that um, with the J-1 that he is prohibiting at this point. What that tells me is when I look at, organ, when I look at uh, programs like uh, the Young African leadership initiative through the Mandela Foundation. I'm looking at down the road, the adverse effects of YALI, which is right here in the United States on different uh, college campuses, universities every year, where a cohort of young um, professionals from Africa come here and get leadership training to take back home. And they come here on a J-1 visa. And this is, this is stuff that we're not talking about. Um, there are people who bring their spouses over here on a J-2 visa so that their families can work and their, you know, work and um, start moving ahead in their lives. I think these things are ridiculous to um, to block. What we're doing is we're hurting America more. Donald Trump wants to take America back. He wants to take America back to the 1950s. He wants to take it back to a time where leave it to Beaver, that kind of uh, conservatism where the father worked or the husband worked and the wife stayed at home with the long dress and you had the two kids and the dog and everything was, you know, very clean and pristine and white. And the police officer would speak to you in a, in a very polite manner. And if you break the window playing baseball, you had to pay for it. 
It's things like that that Donald Trump believes. Donald Trump is in a time warp. And immigrants pose a threat to him because of this man's uh, philosophy on white nationalism is so strong that he knows and he's seen he's seen the data that by the year 2030, white folks in this country will be the minority. So he's doing everything in his power at 74 years old to set the stage where white supremacy will continue. And the reality is in the next 10 years, it'll be white supremacy, but there'll be a minority because people of color will be running this country. It's not just Obama uh, being the first black president. You're gonna see more black governors and immigrants um, being involved in the political process, like Ilhan Omar, a congresswoman out of Minnesota who came here on a re- as a refugee from Somalia. Her and her dad, her dad, her daddy just passed, uh, came here as a refugee, and she, now she's a congresswoman. Um, you know, others who come here to the U.S. and and become um, change agents and and really making some things happen for the community. These visas are very, very important. Going back to this subject, these visas are very important because in black communities, we need to start building the wealth and linking the wealth between the U.S. and Africa. Now, that's very important. That's very key and very important because once we create a supply chain of human capital between Nigeria, Ghana, Sierra Leone, Cote d'Ivoire, uh, Cameroon, uh, Kenya, Botswana, South Africa, um, Rwanda, we create a human, a human capital supply chain of resources and link them to Detroit, Inkster, Romulus, Flint, Michigan, Benton Harbor, Michigan, Chicago, uh, Aurora, Illinois, um, South Fulton, Georgia, we start linking the wealth and building businesses with our dollar. That's what folks really are afraid of. They are so afraid that we are going to exploit an L1A, L1 visa, L1A visa, or a J1 visa, okay? Or an H1B visa. I personally think that the H1B visa program should uh, be extended in terms of um, visas from 65,000 visas a year to 130,000 visas a year. I really believe that because we are in dire times, ladies and gentlemen. See, we don't have time to have these uh, debates about Africa versus African-American. At the end of the day, you're black. Africans are getting killed by the police. African-Americans are getting killed by the police, by white police officers. We need to make that clear. So we don't have time for debates, things like that, or American, uh, uh, you know, American descendants of slavery and all these organizations that are anti-African. We don't have time for that, ladies and gentlemen. What we do have time for is to build wealth. And the way we're gonna build wealth is exploit not just the visa system, because see, you gotta remember something. He's attacking the L1, L1 visa, I'm talking about Trump. He's attacking the L1 visa. He's going after the J1 visa. He's going after the H1B visa. 
but he hasn't talked about the old visa. Now, the old visa is a highly skilled visa that Indians utilize outside of the H-1B to get into the United States. The old visa is a highly skilled visa. Its sister visa is called an EB-1. The difference between an EB-1 and an old visa is that the EB-1, which the word EB, that letter, means employment-based. Okay, so there are five there are five categories of employment-based visas. The EB-1 visa leads to a green card. The old visa, its sister visa, doesn't lead to a green card, but you can stay and work here in a certain amount of time as long as you have an employer um, employment sponsor. We have uh, we have the religious visa, the R1 visa, and its sister visa, which is the EB4. The R1 visa, now I understand, I have never understood with all these religious folks, all these religious people in the African community, all these churches, everybody trying to go to heaven, everybody lifting their hands to Jesus, and nobody's using the R1 visa. We're not hiring our brothers and sisters from the continent to come work here and build community development through the church with an R1 visa. Or sponsor those brothers and sisters from the church for an EB, for EB4 visa. Of course, we've always heard about the EB5 investor visa. The EB5 investor visa um, and its sister visa, the E2, which is the E2 is a treaty visa. This is a treaty investor visa. Um, only The only way you can get an E2 visa is if you, if you have a treaty agreement with the United States. So those countries like Togo, uh, Cameroon, Senegal, Liberia, Ethiopia, and the DRC, and the Congo all have treaty agreements with the United States through an E2 visa. Nigeria, Ghana, South Africa, and Kenya do not do is out the question. However, those same nations I just named with Ghana, Nigeria, South Africa, Kenya, they can those investors can apply for an EB5 visa. The EB5 visa leads to a green card. You can bring your family over here on a green card with an EB5 visa as long as you are going to invest in an unemployment area. What uh, investment worth $900,000 minimum. And you're going to hire 10 U.S. workers. Now, if you wanted to go through an EB-5 regional center, which is a designation, it's no physical space, it's just a designation. If you wanted to go through uh, EB-5 regional center where you can get uh, multiple investors to invest in a project, they will get green cards as well. Ladies and gentlemen, e- ladies and gentlemen, even with the um, I visa, the I visa is a media visa. I, I don't understand why people are coming over here from Africa on a B1, B2 visa talking about they want to work in media and they, they can have their own media company back home work here or come here on an I visa. It's a media visa, sports, all that. 
well, P, uh, sports, excuse me, is a P visa. I visa is media visa. There are all kinds of ways we can exploit the visa system here in the U.S. to get our people here. All kinds of ways. What we have to do is be smart and strategic about how we get our people here. And not only be strategic, but also be methodical about the approach of how immigrants, black immigrants in the 21st century can reinforce black communities here in the United States. If we could do that strategically, say for instance, you have an African-based business from back home on the continent and you decide to set up shop in Clarkston, Georgia. You decide to set up shop in Inkster, Michigan. Okay? With an African-based business. And guess what? We are training African-Americans, young people, how to become entrepreneurs. Now we are teaching them entrepreneurship, we're teaching them ownership, and also we're teaching them about the supply chain between the continent and North America by way of the US and the African nation of your choice, whether that's Ghana, Nigeria, or, or Tanzania, or Kenya, or wherever. So we have, so this executive order that Donald Trump signed is just another nail in the coffin for him. It goes to show you that he has absolutely no interest in making America diverse. We know that already. We knew that. Uh, he was caught recently with, a, uh, I guess, on um, some video or something. He had retweeted about a guy chanting white power. And he had to delete the tweet. He was going to keep that tweet up if, if no one caught that. Because that's his philosophy. And, and I respect the man whose philosophy is white nationalism. If white nationalism is your philosophy and that's what's driving your public policy, so be it. Our philosophy is black economic power in a fourth industrial revolution framework. Black economic power in the framework of the fourth industrial revolution. That means our black economic power is interlinked with the global market. See, black communities stay broke because we're not connected to a larger system in the diaspora. If we could connect ourselves to the diaspora, right? Connect ourselves to the diaspora in terms of empowerment, in terms of resources, in terms of agriculture, in terms of business, in terms of linking uh, the wealth between housing, in terms of education, we would be a force to be reckoned with. We would. If we control the economics of our community, then we could control the direction and the dialogue of immigration. If we have if we have organizations like the Global African Business Association, who's on the front lines of this thing in terms of business development and in terms of linking the wealth and helping people understand their, the real link, the real empowerment 
of our people is economics. If we could drive that point home, the rest is history. So all I'm saying today is that we need a different approach. See, this this whole uh, executive order that Donald Trump signed, this was a this is dealing with work visas. That's business. That's economics. That's money lost. We have to speak out and we have to speak up and we need to act. And the way we act is positioning our local urban communities as incubators of power. Incubators, whether they're technology or business or otherwise, these kind of incubators and accelerators from a municipal standpoint and say, hey, listen, by you signing this executive order, you cutting my revenue off. Because of businesses, of industries, and and, uh, also looking at these immigrants who come on these visas, they buy homes. Now you're looking at when you purchase a home, not renting, you're purchasing a home. Now you're looking at neighborhood stabilization plans and neighborhood stabilization projects because these folks on H-1B or or L-1A visas or J-1 visas are now, because they're here, they got to live somewhere with their kids and wives or husbands. So they're paying taxes, property taxes, much needed property taxes to help fund the police, to help fund the fire department, to help fund city hall, to help fund the garbage pickup. They're contributing as well to the community. And people and see black folks got to start thinking panoramic and start thinking global about how all of us are interconnected. I'm going to stop right here. Please, if you have any questions, check us out sometimes at GabbaNetwork.com. That's the official website of the Global African Business Association. That's GabbaNetwork.com. Hey, shoot me an email at info at GabbaNetwork.com. Info at GabbaNetwork.com. Take care.